0: discipleship for the BFC family. Glad you've joined us today. Today we get to Romans 8, one of the most famous chapters in the whole Bible. And I just want to read two verses to you out of Romans 8 because we want to distill this down. We want to reach the essence of Romans 8 and focus on it. And so we only need these two verses. Verses 1 and 2 of Romans 8 say this, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. I want to talk to you today about assurance of salvation by the Spirit's indwelling power. It's important for us to remind ourselves that chapters 5 through 8 of Romans deal with just one theme. There's just one thing that's being talked about in these chapters, and that is the assurance of our salvation, that we have received salvation by God's grace, God doing for us what we can never do for ourselves, and that we enter into that through faith by our trusting and obeying what God has said, putting our confidence in God to follow through on His promises, and that when we do that, we can rest assured that we will eventually arrive safely home in heaven. And the Apostle Paul has been speaking to us about this in each chapter. And what he's been doing in these chapters 5, 6, and 7 is he's been removing one-by-one one objections to that doctrine. So Paul's been giving us reasons to be sure that God has provided all that we need To arrive finally home in heaven in these chapters. In verse five, or excuse me, in chapter five, he begins by saying to us that this assurance that we have is based on our union with Christ. That when we put our faith in Christ, we are joined to him. That it's like we're married to him, so that everything that belongs to him is counted as now belonging to us. This this wonder, this miracle that we are in Christ is the first step in our assurance. In chapter 6, he tells us that the assurance we have is based on sin's authority over us being broken in Christ. And that is that unlike when we were in Adam, when we sinned, sin had the power to condemn us, Now that we're in Christ, sin no longer has that power. That when we sin, Christ's sacrifice satisfies the wrath of God against us, so sin can no longer condemn us. Then we get more assurance in chapter 7. And the assurance of chapter 7 is based on the law's power to condemn us being canceled for all who are in Christ. He tells us in chapter 7 that, The law had a power to condemn us, but now that we are in Christ, the law no longer applies. It no longer has that power to condemn us. And in chapter 8, the chapter we have before us today, we come to the crescendo, to the great final word on assurance, and it begins with this wonderful testimony that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And what that means is that we no longer are going to be damned we no longer are going to be condemned that we have been removed from the possibility of eternal loss or eternal perdition how did that happen not because of anything we did but simply because we are in Christ Jesus and then he goes on in chapter uh, excuse me in verse 2 to give us the real subject, the real theme of why that is in chapter 8. He says, For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. He said, Here's how it happens. You are released from condemnation because the Spirit of God now lives in you, and His presence in you sets you free from the old law of sin and death. So what he's saying to us is the security of our salvation, the assurance of our salvation, comes from the fact that we are indwelt by the Spirit of God. Now, one of the dangers that we have when we come to chapter 8 of Romans is it is a wonderful chapter. It is full of theological truth. But if we're not careful, we're going to lose the main point in the wonders of the rest of it. And it's important for us to just drill down on this one matter of assurance, tempting as it is to study other things in Chapter 8. And when I thought about this this morning, I thought about uh, an illustration. Uh, You know, several years ago, there was a political campaign that wanted to concentrate the voters' attention on one subject. They just wanted to talk about one thing. And their opponents wanted to talk about everything else. And so somebody in that campaign had a really brilliant idea. And their brilliant idea was, they said, let's make the theme of our campaign this. This is going to be our slogan. It's the economy, stupid. And that was brilliant. I don't you know whether you voted for those folks or not is up to you, but but it was a brilliant strategy because what it did was it focused the attention on the one thing that mattered, that the one thing that voters wanted. And in a certain sense, I think we can do the same thing here in chapter 8 of Romans, and let me just focus your attention. I'm not going to call you stupid. Relax. But I would say this. It's the Spirit, my friend. It's the Spirit that gives us our assurance. It is the fact that we are indwelt by the Spirit of God. And Romans 8 isn't the only place where we're told this. We could go over to 2 Corinthians 1, verses 21 and 22, where we're told exactly the same thing. And there we're told, it is God who establishes us with you in Christ, and he has anointed us, and he has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. As a guarantee of what? As a guarantee that we're finally going to be- make it all the way home to heaven. And then Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 tell us the same thing, perhaps a little more clearly. It says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Same thing again. The Spirit's presence in the heart of a believer is the guarantee of final salvation, of arriving all the way home in heaven. Now, because this is true, and the Bible states it three different times, so it can't be wrong. Because this is true, the question for us becomes, well, how do I know if the Holy Spirit lives in me? Well, let me give you seven evidences of the Spirit's presence in our lives. See if you can identify with this. See if some of them register with you as I read through them. The first evidence of the Spirit's presence in a believer's life is that we want to be saved. We want to be saved. People who don't have the Spirit don't really want to be saved. They might want to be religious, but they really don't want to be saved. But when the Spirit is in us, He's the one who gives us that hunger for salvation. Another evidence is that we're hungry for God and His Word. We want to know God. We want to be close to God, and His Word becomes attractive to us and helps us and ministers to us we're hungry for god and his word a third evidence is that we enjoy hanging out with other christians we like being around other people who are believers we find a joy in church that we didn't have when before we came to christ we like hanging out with other christians that comes from the spirit the fourth evidence is that we sense a certain connection with god when we pray Prayer isn't just something rote that we babble off. We feel a connection with God as we pray. That comes from the Spirit. Here's another evidence. We want to do what is right. We really do. We don't want to do the wrong thing. There's something on the inside of us that hungers to do what's right. That comes from the Holy Spirit. Another evidence is that we feel more than ordinary guilt when we do what's wrong. You know, before we came to Christ and we do something wrong, we felt guilt for a while. But now that we have come to Christ and we do something wrong, the sense of guilt is on steroids. It's jacked up. That's an evidence of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And then finally, the last evidence is that we come to a certainty about our condition eventually that there's a growing certainty that we really do belong to Christ. For most people, this doesn't come all at once in a blinding flash. It's something that comes as we walk with Christ, and as we get to know him more and more securely and more certainty over our lives. We feel this assurance of growing in us. That also comes from the Holy Spirit. So the lesson today is just one point. And that is that the same Holy Spirit who brings us to salvation keeps us in salvation. It's the Spirit, my friend. It's the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you bring us to faith in Christ and you seal us with the Holy Spirit. And we love you for that. Help us to enjoy the full assurance that you've promised us in your word in these precious chapters from Romans. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Remember, it's the Spirit who is our assurance.